Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. So why do you want to learn a new language? I'll tell you why. Because donde esta el baño can be a very important question at times. You know, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. I love the fact that I can go from my laptop to my phone to pretty much anywhere and learn the language of my choice. Not to mention I'm bringing my communication skills to new heights. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash startalk. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today. Welcome to Star Talk. Your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. This is Star Talk, and I'm your host, your personal astrophysicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I work at the American Museum of Natural History right here in New York City, where I also serve as director of the Hayden Planetarium. And for this episode of Star Talk, we're doing what we call cosmic queries, where questions come to me from our social media and but I don't read them I don't even I don't even know what they are until I walk in and sit down at this microphone and I get help today from Chuck Nice. Hey Neil, what's happening? Chuck. Ah, good to be here, man. Yeah, welcome back. Thank you, thank you, sir. Always good to be here. So you you you're gonna read what are these questions? What is today's topic? Well today's topic is the space race. Okay, I, I think I know a little bit about that. A little bit about that. <laughs> I, I, hope I, I, so. got, I got this. Okay. <laughs> I hope so. But actually, just so you know, uh, this may sound like a cheap plug, but it's just so I wrote a book called Space Chronicles right. Facing the Ultimate Frontier. It came out two years ago. Do you know why I write books? Uh, because you can. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you why I don't write books. <laughs> because, you, okay? because you can't? That's there. You have it. And no. I know my limitations. <laughs> no, I write books so that I never have to talk about that subject again. Really? I compile it all in there. And someone said, tell me about that. I just hand them the book. Here's a book. Yeah, and I, go, and I walk away. Oh, my God. So, so I, I, you, now you're just you're resurrecting this in me when I'm trying to think about other stuff. But well, fine. Sorry. I'm sorry to do that. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that, that you write a book so you don't have You remind me. So this is the household I grew up in. This uh-huh. is what, so I would ask my mother or my father, what does this mean? And they would say, go look it up. Whoa. 
Whoa. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you're for. (laughs) (laughs) So what may have looked like evil parents at the day turned it turned you into an independent researcher. Actually, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I'm kind of, I'm kind, and now it's funny because I do the same thing to my children. <laughs> They're like, you know, my son, he'll say, Dad, do you know what? And I'm like, yeah, I do know. Do you? <laughs> so go find out and come so, back. So that works whether or not you actually know it. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Oh, see. All right, let's All right, jump into have? our cosmic queries. And, of course, we always start off with a Patreon patron question. And if you support us on Patreon, uh, we will give your questions priority here at Cosmic Queries. Okay? Patreon. Cool. Okay. Where we basically buy your loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Matthew uh, Massanon from Calgary, Alberta mm-hmm. says, in your opinion, Dr. Tyson, what was the most significant thing that the Apollo program achieved with the exception of landing on the moon? Wow, that's a, that's a good question when you think about it. Because everybody, you say Apollo program, it's moon landing. Bang. That's the end of it. That's it. But he's saying, give me something that is just as significant that we don't think about. Tang. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so, um, <laughs> beginning in 1970, uh-huh. a little earlier, but in 1970 was the first Earth Day uh, nationally, and then it became a rapid international hit, if you will. Yeah, because Earth Day is global now. It's global now, and it's a significant global celebration yeah. of our home planet. And around that same time, so 19, whatever, what else happened? 1971, two and three, we would see the passing of the Comprehensive Clean Air Act, Clean Water Act. Uh, in 1970, NOAA was founded, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, to monitor our climate and our oceans and our weather. And not only that, the Environmental Protection Agency was founded in 1970. By the time 1973 came around, leaded gas would be banned, right. DDT would be banned, the catalytic converter would be introduced. That's right. All of this happened during the years we were going to the moon. At a time when we had a whole lot of other stuff distracting us, like a cold war with the Soviet Union and a hot war in Southeast Asia and campus unrest from anti-war uh, protests and the civil rights movement and assassinations. 1968 would see two assassinations um, on, on domestic soil. And so, so why am I saying all this? Because while we had all these other potential distractions, we nonetheless paused to reflect on our relationship to our home planet. So I submit to you that though we went to the moon to explore the moon, upon getting there and looking back, in fact, we would discover Earth for the first time. Wow, so it's like I've been to paradise, but I've never been to me. Yes, it's exactly that. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> so, uh, can you put a dollar figure right. on the fact that seeing Earth in the sky from the moon was like a firmware update in our sense of awareness and who we are of and, the importance and, of Earth and our relationship to it? Right. Uh, okay, that's that's actually uh, that's a bit more existential than I was expecting for an answer. Okay, I have to say that's a damn good answer because it's more of um, the the it, it's more of a 
a collective conscious enlightenment. Yes. And I don't think anyone started the program with that expectation. Right. But that is clearly a consequence of it. Right. And so, um, and remember that TV commercial with the Native American standing on the, on the, uh, and it was a tear in his single eye. Single tear. The single tear right. went, and people throwing garbage out the window. Right. That didn't happen until this period, until we were going to the moon. We, we were total garbage out the window people for long before that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I never got that about us. I mean, seriously. Garbage out the window uh, pretty much all through human history. All through human history. Yeah. And, in fact, that was great for anthropologists. They can find stuff along the Roman Via. Right. You know, that people, oh, a McDonald's cup. <laughs> what did they do? <laughs> Boy, McDonald's would have been around. Right? <laughs> no, but you, you, it was, we didn't start thinking of it as a, as a as a cultural environmental problem until that that period. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's hey hey Matthew. I uh, you know I hope you're satisfied with that answer because it was a, a completely uh, curve complete curveball with that answer. And then there's Tang. <laughs> <laughs> that and Tang a close second. Tang, very close second. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here we go. Our next question. Oh. Oh. Abhijit. Manet, mm -hmm. let's hope. I'm sorry, Abhijit, I'm sorry. Uh, from Facebook wants to know this. The space race was in a way an extension of the Cold War arms race, but also the resolve of President John F. Kennedy, who pledged that we'd get there in 10 years. Do you know anyone today in the political sphere who could do the same? What kind of politician would be ideal in this regard? We go to the moon because we choose to. It's that and the other thing we do because... No, never mind. Forget it. <laughs> Chuck, that was your worst impression yeah, ever. It really is. <laughs> and By normally way, you're good. At, you I know, but you know what? I'm not even doing Kennedy. I'm actually doing Mayor Quimby <laughs> from The Simpsons, you know? Vote Quimby. Okay. I mean, you, you imitate a TIE fighter from Star Wars. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, even though you... I you thought know, you, Kennedy would be easy after, after that. Yeah, right. yes. So, um, so here's there's an assumption built into that question that the political will and charisma, perhaps, of Kennedy was a significant force operating in how and why we got to the moon. And this is commonly thought, but I, I'm contrarian in that regard. Well, good. Right? No doubt Kennedy had charisma. No doubt... Uh, he had a sort of way with rallying people behind an idea. No doubt about that. But I submit that if we were not at war, all of that would have just been empty rhetoric and nobody would have signed the check. Co right. Congress, because Congress is not as swayed by speeches as the public is. Absolutely. All right. And so it's Congress who writes the check. That's right. At the end of the day. So consider 1989, the 20th, July 20th. The 20th anniversary of the moon landing. Who was the then sitting president? Uh, I don't know. What, what, Herbert what? Walker. George Herbert Walker Bush. George Herbert he Walker Bush. He goes to the steps of the Air and Space Museum, delivers a speech not fundamentally different from Kennedy's speech. We're Americans. We're explorers. Columbus set sail. This is our time. We will put men on Mars. And have a space station. We'll have us build a space station, and we will. This he was trying to give a Kennedy speech. Right. Okay. Fell flat on his face. Now, why people said, "Well, because he's not Kennedy." 
I beg to differ. Okay. Not that he isn't not Kennedy. Right. That sentence makes sense. That's correct. (laughs) He isn't not Kennedy. (laughs) No, he, well, he isn't Kennedy. It it didn't work not because he isn't Kennedy. Right. I claim it didn't work because, do you remember what happened in 1989? Uh, I don't know. Peace broke out. (laughs) Wow. Peace broke out in Europe. That's a terrible thing. That is the collapse of the Soviet empire. That's right. That is the the tear, tear down the wall. The wall came down in 1989. All of a sudden, our motivation for our military might, the very thing that drove who and what we were right. as the carriers of freedom and the American way in the, in the face of evil communists, it all evaporated Ugh. that year. And he's trying to give a speech to get people to go to Mars in the absence of a mortal enemy. Right. So we would have either needed Martians. <laughs> uh, That'd be the best. That would have been the best. The best. Right. We, we either needed Martians. So evil or, Martians. Evil yeah. Martians. Not or, E.T. Like right. E.T. Exactly. No, no, yeah. yeah. We're not, yeah. But wouldn't it be cool if E.T. came out, guns drawn? That would be awesome. <laughs> and he shot Elliot or whatever the hell that was. Yeah, that's the way it ends. You know what I mean? <laughs> E.T. go home. Mm. Yeah, but first. <laughs> <laughs> we must test our ray guns right, on you. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So really, the uh, competition. No competition. Uh, no, uh, it's not only competition because you can do that. And, yes, and still succeed. But the greatest competition our species knows is the threat of death from someone true. who might outcompete you right. in a way that would kill you. So I claim that the biggest reason that failed was not because. Bush lacked the charisma of Kennedy. What he happened is he lacked the Cold War. Right. And, so, and by the way, he proposed, you know what it was? You know what it was? He said, this will be a what, 25 year, I forgot the exact time interval, 25 year years. plan. And, uh, and it would be, you know, 25, 30 year plan. And it'll cost a trillion dollars. Whoa. Okay, so people freaked. Right, and that was the end of that right there. Okay, or, or half a trillion dollars. Half a, tri- half a trillion dollars. Okay. Is that, is that, oh, that's better. <laughs> no, listen, half a trillion. I'm like, all right, okay, we can work with that. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you took NASA's budget at the time, mm-hmm. which is between 15 and $20 billion in today's annual budget, and then you multiply that over 30 years, right? you get half a trillion half a dollars. Trillion dollars. So we already are allocating half a trillion dollars to NASA, over that same amount of time. Right. So to say that's DOA because it's too much money, that's a false argument. Right. NASA was already, you might have to retool NASA with its budget, mm-hmm. but it was a false argument to think it's too much money. That's all. So, so, so I'm unconvinced by people saying that George Herbert Walker Bush was absent the charisma of Kennedy. So, so well, I, mean, I, I don't, so I don't think it has anything to do with politicians. Right. It has to do with whether we think we're going to die. Okay, there you, and there you have it. Uh, by the way, just to let you know, you are gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. So we should uh, we should do it irrespective. Uh, I think that if we really want to go to Mars, die by unnatural causes. There you go. Mm-hmm. We, if we really want to go to Mars, we should. Um, we scientists should get together mm-hmm. and um, in 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 a, a this in a somewhat conspiratorial way. Uh, tell the world that there's oil on Mars. Yeah, but then we'd be we'd be lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we go to Mars. Do you know why there's oil? Or that be- there's terrorists on Mars. Do you know why there's oil? 
on Earth because we had life on Earth, right. right? And so maybe, okay, maybe there was a period, there's an episode of Mars where there was life. Right. All that life sunk down, and then it made oil. So that'd be cool. That would be cool. We'd go to Mars and get oil. And we'd be there next week. But what I, but what I joke about is we should go to China and go, psst, go tell the leaders of China, psst, can you leak a memo. Don't, don't be true. It doesn't have to be true. Just leak a memo saying you want to put military bases on Mars. Boom, that's it. We're done. There you go. Yeah, we're on Mars. We're on Mars. In 10 months. 10 months. One month to, right. to fund, design, build the spacecraft. Nine months to get there. We go to Mars not because it is easy, but because it is hard. And the Chinese. <laughs> so, once again, awful, awful impersonation. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Well, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's not about... I think people put uh, too I mean, much emphasis on the importance of the presidency and they're unaware of how much power the president really has our whole system has or does not have right right. our whole system of government is designed to keep power out of the hands of the president precisely so the president doesn't run away like a dictator right 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 so you know people often overestimate what the president can and cannot do exactly you know Mm -hmm. all right cool let's move on to time for a couple more questions okay in this segment go on here we go isaac j kim of facebook thank you isaac Isaac has a pronounceable name yes, for you. Yes, thank okay. you, Isaac, from NYC. This is what uh, Isaac says. A hometown boy. That's right. What kind of computing power did Mission Control and the shuttle have during the Apollo era? Yeah. <laughs> I can only tell you what I've read about that because I didn't like calculate this myself. But there have been, there have been comments that the computing power <laughs> – I don't believe this, but it was fun to, to read it and say it. The computing power of a singing greeting card – no. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Because there's a chip in there. That's hilarious. You open it up. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to So, so uh, I, I, it may it had to have been a little more than that. And I, don't, I don't know the answer for sure. Because, um, again, I don't know these questions. But I could have researched it, of course, before. Right. Well, you don't get I, the questions. I, I don't get the questions. Right. But uh, what is no doubt, no doubt, anything we're carrying in our hip pocket is greater than anything that was going on when we went to the moon. Wait a minute. Now, okay, I do believe that because of the microprocessors that yes. we use mm-hmm. in order to, 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 to run our phones. By the way, but by the way, right. by the way, the miniaturization of electronics right. is entirely driven in its initial stages by NASA. Okay. We had electronics filling, you know, so, for, so our parents, our grandparents, yes. had radios the size of furniture in their living room. Correct. Okay? Where they would gather around and listen to radio shows. <laughs> listen to radio shows. Right. And was any of them saying, gee, I want to carry this on my hip? It's just a non-thought. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Doesn't mean they might not welcome it, right. but no one is even thinking that way. Oh my God, you're right. NASA is saying, we need this technology and we need to launch it and it costs $10,000 a pound right. to put anything in orbit. So we got to shrink this stuff. Shrink this down. We got to shrink it down. Take this to the lab and right. shrink it down. Right. Now, okay, so this, this miniaturization drives uh, a whole frontier that then, be- then becomes commercial commodities. Absolutely. Yeah. I just had, uh, it's uh, fascinating what you just said because, uh, about grandparents and radio. Mm-hmm. Sitting around the radio, listening to their programming. Yeah. When I was a kid, we sat around the television. I never once thought... I want to carry that television on my hip. Never. And was, guess what? I do. My no. phone is a freaking television. I can watch the internet or any TV show I want on demand on my phone. I am carrying a TV on my hip. Exactly. Amazing. Yep. 
That is so and, cool. And and if you don't think about it, it's just TV is the thing you do when you get home and you turn it on. Right. 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 Yeah. But no longer. Okay. So yeah. Oh man, that's super cool. So uh, so basically, I would say yeah. So do you remember in the movie Apollo thirteen right. where they're trying to save the guys' lives and they said here is the only things they have available and they dump out this bag onto the table. Okay, engineers save their lives. Right. And they said okay, but wait a minute. They said oh we need this. The slide rule. <laughs> now we're do- now we got it. Okay, <laughs> well, now we we can do slide this. rule to the rescue. <laughs> hey, <laughs> anybody got an abacus? We got to save a life over in- okay. <laughs> So, uh, so anyhow, yeah, yeah. So you would they would blow it away. Right. Uh, so uh, back then, computers were used for timing things and simple, simple and simple calculations, and right. the rest was very mechanical. Okay. Uh, but back, back, back when it was the right stuff. Right. Yeah. Now the right stuff is all in the computer. <laughs> <laughs> we got a break. When we come back, we'll have more Cosmic Queries from you on the past, present, and future of space exploration. Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with their no surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com guarantees. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any of you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Bring everyone together for a great time with the Nintendo Switch system. Get the whole family in on the fun with exciting games that everyone can enjoy, like Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and more. Nintendo Switch has three different play modes all in one system. Play in TV mode, tabletop mode, or handheld mode when you're on the go. Visit nintendo.com slash us slash switch to learn more. Games rated E for everyone. We're back on Star Talk, and I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist. With me, my co-host, Chuck Nice. That's right. Doing Cosmic Queries. Yes, we are, sir. Space exploration. That's right. The space All from uh, Facebook and Twitter and 
the, the fan base of Star Talk. Everywhere they are, we went and asked, and they asked back. And they're coming back. That's good. And I, I haven't seen these questions before, so no, I'll be candid not. of my ignorance if I don't. But I did publish a book on this subject. So. Okay. So. so, yes. So, yes. But we'll forgive your ignorance. I do, I do have some thoughts on this matter. Uh, so, oh, yeah. So, 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 go on. All right. Let's jump and into this. And by the this. way, you, in the first segment, you asked me very clean, intelligent questions. There are no crazy questions out oh, there? Don't worry. I'm, oh, I'm no, okay. sure I'm just we got some crazy uh, questions here. <laughs> All right. Go on. Uh, okay. Since you said that, I'm going to get right I didn't to mean this minute, but okay, fine. So oh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because it's staring me right in the face. And I All actually right. wasn't going to ask you this. So mm-hmm. uh, Sean Thomas from Facebook says this. Have you ever punched someone in the face like Buds Aldrin did? <laughs> if yes, why did you do that? If no, well, who would you like to? Okay, so <laughs> I added the last part. Okay, so uh, what's the person's name again? Sean. Sean Thomas. Sean is is remembering an incident where because uh, because Buzz Aldrin, the the second man to walk on the, on the moon. moon. By the way, he landed on the moon in the same instant that Neil Armstrong did. Yes. They're in the same damn spacecraft. And then they played rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> and um, some other guy actually won. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I always call it scissor, paper, stone. Get out of rock, here. Paper, scissors. Rock, okay. paper, scissors. Scissor, paper, stone. You truly are a geek. No, no, that's how I used to. <laughs> no, who's, who's ever heard of scissor, paper, stone? I know. That's how I learned it. But rock, Get paper, scissors. Here. Fine, fine. Okay, rock, paper, scissors. Fine. But, uh, so I'm going to start calling it scissor paper stone now, just to get a reaction from people. But scissor paper silicon dioxide. <laughs> <laughs> scissor papyrus silicon dioxide. Papyrus, right? <laughs> uh, so what, now, what the, was the question? Okay, have you ever seen somebody punch? Oh, have, right, well, have, have I you, ever? Have you ever okay, punched so anybody Buzz in the Aldrin face? Buzz Aldrin would constantly be accosted by people saying, "We didn't go to the moon," and can he prove it? Will he swear on a Bible that he went to the moon? Nobody ever lies with their hand on the Bible. We know that from every single court case in history. Right, okay. You put your hand on that Bible, oh, you got me. I murdered her. <laughs> Just ask OJ. That's what he did. They put his hand on the Bible. Gosh, darn it. Now had, I gotta tell you. He had the glove on, so he wasn't, he wasn't touching the Bible, actually. Nice. Nice with the glove. Nice. Like, like. So, and, and apparently there's a YouTube video that shows him punching a guy. Now, Buzz was badass in his day. He, do you know who's a pole vaulter? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. If you're a pole vaulter, you yeah, got muscles you're, in all you're, the right places. Let me tell you, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so Buzz like eighty nine. We had him on Star, on Star Talk. Oh, yeah, oh, right, right. I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've actually met him through you. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, and by the way, still a surly like guy who, and I shouldn't say surly, still a um, vibrant, vibrant guy. Yeah, he's vibrant guy. Right. He's got energy for life and yeah, for thinking. Exactly. And so he. So there's this video of him punching a guy out. Now, I didn't really believe the video, and then I asked him, and he denied it. That didn't mean he didn't feel like doing it at times. Right. So let's assume this is what he feels like doing, whether or not he did do it. Right. So the real question is, do I ever feel like punching someone in the face for not believing that we went landed on the moon? And I don't feel compelled to harm people in their ignorance. Oh, that's very kind of No, you. no, no. I, and it, no, I don't mean I, ignorance in a bad way. There's no, just there's I know stuff exactly they don't know. what you mean. You're saying, and that's very compassionate of you, you're saying that you look at a person and you will uh, sympathize for, because they're in their ignorance. Yes, I'm an educator. You're an educator, so you want to help that person. You see a person in need when you see an ignorant person. Yes. I see a dumbass. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is the difference between me. <laughs> I see someone, there's a, there's a gap in their education, and right. people think that education is just what you know. Right. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's an aspect of it. But for me, the most important element of education is what is your capacity to think? Awesome. And so what leaves you in denial mm-hmm. that we went to the moon? Right. Why are you, what's the resistance here? And, and... <laughs> Look at everything else you do embrace. They're probably using a cell phone, a, a smartphone that, right. that's communicating with satellites. Right. And so we can put a satellite up there. Cell phone. Ta- so I don't understand why this is such a stretch right. to imagine. And, 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 and why would we not go to the moon nine times? Okay. <laughs> well, there you have it. Right. And then stop not going to the moon. Exactly. Because <laughs> if it were a fraud that we pe- perpetuate it, wouldn't we still be perpetuating that fraud, but just a little further out? A little than the further moon? out. I mean, why not? And then, so, <laughs> so someone did the did the analysis. What would it take to fake the moon landing? Okay. Okay. So you'd have to fake all of the buildings where you're where you're constructing the spaceships, okay? NASA. The spacecraft. Right. Oh, okay. The, the Saturn V. Saturn V. And you'd have, to, you'd, you would have to fake all the engineering drawings, the warehouses of engineering drawings. Right. And you'd have to fake the, the, you know, the docking and all this communication. And, and by the time you figure out what it takes to fake it, mm-hmm. it's way easier just to go. <laughs> it certainly is when you put it that way. It's way, just go to the moon. It's, you know what? And that's very much, it's funny because people who think like that, I call that the criminal mentality, mm-hmm. or, or I call it the genius criminal mentality. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nemesis mentality. Right. The nemesis mentality. If you took half the energy that you put into doing what you are doing that is wrong into doing something constructive, you would be very successful. Yes. <laughs> you wouldn't be sitting in prison right now. You'd be running, you'd be CEO of whatever company. Whatever, you'd be Tony Stark. Right, you'd be Tony Stark because yeah. like some of these guys, they come up with genius ways to do the wrong thing, but because they have this criminal mentality, <laughs> it screws them. There's a synapse firing in the wrong, in the wrong right. it went the wrong fork in the synapse. <laughs> exactly, <right? laughs> yeah. You know, and you're right, it's like when you think about everything first of all the other thing too is when you see these rockets take off where are they going i know you can calculate how much fuel is in a saturn V rocket in all three stages right and i assure you they were not going to the piggly wiggly down the street (laughs) this is enough fuel to get them to the moon and back right you it's not intro calculus a little later you can learn what's called the rocket equation okay and you can derive it and know what it is. And the rocket equation prescribes how much fuel you need. That's how much fuel was in the Saturn V rocket. Gotcha. So, but I have a, I take a slightly other view of this. I think, wow, they are so impressed with modern technology that they're in denial of it. Wow. That's how far we've come. See, you really are a compassionate. You truly are. Like, and I tell you, it's funny because you know, you know, people ask me all the time about you, you know, but they're like, what's Neil really like? And I tell them, Neil is exactly like what you see. And he truly is, when people call him the world's foremost science educator, that is like his singular focus in life. Like, you know, people who have a singular focus like yours, 
at at every turn, I see you take the time to right, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor has a singular focus. Singular focus. That's right. What, that's what like that's, I'm yeah, like that's that. what just like you are. <laughs> Except instead of like ruling the world, you it's to educate the world. Right. You know? I, I just want people to be empowered, and then I go home. I'll go back to the to the beach, and I'll st- <laughs> and then call me if you need me. Right. But once you're empowered, you don't have to keep coming back to me. Right. You can think for your own damn self. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <clears throat> but that makes perfect sense. I mean, I don't get it. Uh, I think it's people. People are in denial of that 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 kind of thing because they just want a government conspiracy. They love them some they government. Just system. love government. Conspiracy. And anyone who's worked for the government said we are incapable of a conspiracy. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah, we we are not organized it's enough. Like we're not to conspire not... anything. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> it's never government workers saying we're we're we're. <laughs> That's hilarious. Find we're... someone who's worked their life in the government and ask them if they could ever possibly right. pull off a conspiracy. If they can ever possibly hide aliens, because <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have the you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna have the office assistant at the front desk. What the hell is that you just brought by? Right, exactly. <laughs> Did you just bring an alien in here? No, you saw nothing. Yeah, I'm going to call Betty. Tell me if I, there's no, you can't keep that shit a secret. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Okay. Hey, there you go, um, Sean Thomas. We ate up half the NAMM segment I on that know, question. But okay. it was funny. It was good. Right, it was right. good to know. It was good to know. So there you have it, Sean. Uh, Neil doesn't want to punch people in the face. He just wants to educate them. So his punch in the face is knowledge. Look Ooh. at that. I just punched you in the face with knowledge. Bitch we'll slap you with knowledge. Bitch we'll slap you with knowledge. Take that. <laughs> Learn that. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> also, this reminds me of one of uh, Arthur C. Clarke's edicts, which that? is... Any sufficiently advanced technology right. is indistinguishable from magic. Ooh, you know that uh, absolutely. So if you think if if, right. if so, going to the moon that's advanced for you. Exactly, it's magic or or a conspiracy. Right, yeah. like if you took like an Oculus back to just let's say nineteen twenty five. Mm-hmm. Okay, where there were significant. Oculus was that a, a leader I, of Rome? <laughs> I am Oculus. I am. <laughs> Meet my, co- Oculus. Meet my cousin Calculus. He's he's good at math. <laughs> uh, Oculus and Calculus. What say you? What say you, Oculus? Um, <laughs> I like that you're being ancient Roman with a British accent. Well, aren't, aren't all ancient Romans? Don't they all, all have British. A British accent? Every single ancient right? Roman. That's is where a every ancient, a ancient ancient Roman says, "Father, tell me, Father." <laughs> <laughs> Why do you not love me? <laughs> um, no, the Oculus is that. Uh, of course, yeah. You know the, what I'm saying? The, the, you, the VR, the virtual you. reality. That's what I was trying to say. Virtual Goggles. reality. If you took that back to 1925, which is at a time where there were significant advancements in technology. In everything, yeah. In everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, we at, at that point, Einstein had already uh, had the theory of relativity. It was mm-hmm. already uh, established mm-hmm. at that point. If you put an Oculus on somebody back then, they would believe that you were a god. Yeah, their head would explode. Their head would explode. Mm-hmm. Like, you could put an Oculus on them and say, like, by the way, I'm from another planet. And they would believe whatever you say after that. Well, and then they'll say, how could we make this do se- have sex? Definitely. <laughs> next thing. That's always. Always. Every new technology. Every new technology. That's how, that's how that goes. And by the way, they've already figured that out. They, they just have a new... Okay, I don't even... It even happened with cars. Yeah. How do we have sex in a car? You know, yeah. <laughs> a whole generation of people born having been conceived in the backseat of cars. Absolutely. That's right. why my middle name is Mercury. <laughs> 
Chuck Mercury Ford Lincoln. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the next one from... So I said, watch out for that. Anybody named Bonneville? Or- right, exactly. Uh, this is my daughter, Bonneville. Uh, that's my son, Chevy. Uh, and uh, that's my other son, Pickup. Uh, all right, here we go. This is Habitronic. Habitronic from Instagram wants to know this, Neil. Uh, do you think the amount of money or time spent going to the moon uh, multiple times could have been better spent focusing on other space-related research exploration projects? Could we be on Mars by now if we had not gone back to the moon several more times? Could we have a small-scale orbital colony somewhere, a a zero-G manufacturing plant? I mean, are there other things, he goes on, other things that we could have done? Most of the money to get to the moon was to get there the first time. Okay. Yeah. After that, it's sort of incremental cost. It's not... Right. So, so... You had to build the infrastructure to make the Saturn V rockets, to get the engineers and the scientists. So it's like scaling up for anything. Scale, for it's anything. Like scaling that's, up that's for not, anything. It's not even unique. Right. right. As pharma companies will tell you, exactly. the very first pill is a billion dollars. The next one costs 10 cents. <laughs> right. right. Like, uh, yeah. 100 million, whatever. It's expensive. Right. The second one costs 10 cents to make. Exactly. Right, right. right. So, so that's the uh, – so really, it's, that's not the right way to – to think about that problem. The right way to think about it is, or I, I don't want to force this question to be a no, different question. No, go ahead. Question. Make it a different question because okay. you just answered that. The, the, the right. answer so, is this. When so you scale up, that's it. Let me morph the question to be slightly different. Okay. So suppose the Apollo mission was not let's go to the moon, mm-hmm. but let's explore space. Right. Then we would, then you would have resources not only going to the moon, right. but exploring an asteroid, a comet, Mars, and you'd be building the capacity to go to space. And then your destination would be what you would choose after you have that capacity. In the same way, we built the interstate system mm-hmm. of the United States. Right. We didn't say, here's a road from New York to LA, that's the only place you're going to go, and that's it. Right. Right? If I want to be creative, and I have an idea, I want to do something in Utah, or Wyoming, or, or, or Illinois, right. don't force me to go one place and no place else. So, so I think it would have been a little better had there been a broader... Uh, now, others, the, the rebuttal to that is you have to focus. You need the singular mission, otherwise it'll never get done. Right. And I, I, I get that. But if you want to sustain it forever, you want to turn a space program into a space industry. Right. You want to turn it into a, just a thing. You want to turn the, the sky into your backyard, then you want to build the capacity to go anywhere you want. A continuing mission. A continuing mission. Mm-hmm. These are the... Mi- That's right. <laughs> That's correct. That's yeah. right. So once you have a... Continu- so I think some of that money might have been better suited to set up a way to maintain that mission for space at all. And so I agree... That I, I agree with the sentiment of that question, but I just read, 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 read. Okay, but now it. let me just ask you just a quick follow-up because we're running out of time in the uh-huh. segment. But uh, just as a quick follow-up, do you think the commercialization of space and the commodification of space will allow us to get to where you are talking about right now? It's the commercialization and the commodification. <laughs> yeah, the commercialization and the and commodification, commodification of space. Of space. Uh, the, what, Which is what's happening. What with that will do is, and all that. is drop the price of going to space. To the point where other creative things you can think of doing in space become real. 
All right, so that, that's the fascinating thing when things get cheaper. Right. Whole ideas pop up you would have never thought possible, okay? Right. So, so if going into space is cheap, uh, I can't even imagine what more we can think of doing in space, but it is surely there because it happens every other time anything gets cheap. Okay. So, so yes, that'll happen. The frontier of space is a different thing. I don't see... The, I don't see... Because oh, there's no money in that. There's no money in that. Yeah, there's no business it. model to there's do no that first. There's no business model to do that. Okay. Right, right. But once, we, once that routine is set up, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. We got a break. When we come back, we will continue with Chuck Nice reading the Cosmic Queries on the Frontier Space Exploration. You know what shouldn't feel like rocket science? Planning a vacation your whole crew will love. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship. From a ride on bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at the Cloud Nine Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. Whatever your vibe is, you'll come home with plenty of stories to tell. So pack those bags, be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival. Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, The Bahamas and Panama. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're back on Star Talk. I got Chuck Nice with me. Yes, you do, sir. This is Cosmic Queries edition. That's correct. This is a, a fan favorite, Cosmic Queries. Yeah. People love this. Well, you know why? Because this is the thing that we do on Star Talk that belongs solely to the fans. Yeah, I okay. It really is. Maybe that's it. Yeah, it's their show. It's really, you know, we're just here as a conduit to uh, carry out their uh, whims. So, so I shouldn't tell them that I really don't like doing Cosmic <laughs> Queries because I'd rather just sit there and let someone else do the talking. You're making me talk. <laughs> You're making me work hard. So, uh, all right. Before we go to Chuck. Yes. Um, 
Uh, so you still doing stand up? All the time. Oh my uh, gosh. Pretty much every. You know. So here's the thing. I don't travel as much to on the road, which I get a lot of requests. But mm-hmm. uh, two reasons. One, I have a small Emily, child, yeah, and, yeah. and so I'd like to be home. And be more than one child. Well, I have one uh, of them is small. One of them is very small. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm an idiot <laughs> and uh we just had a new baby two years ago yeah uh did i say new baby like there's such a thing as an old yeah, baby. we had an old baby we had an old baby years ago yeah i gave birth to benjamin button <laughs> anyway uh and the uh, uh, uh but i always do stand up in new york city and surrounding area pretty okay. much every weekend i love your work it just and that's why we have you here to thanks man i always love being we here affirm too. that all right. all right so what do you got okay let's get back into uh our queries mm-hmm. Aiden Astronomy from Instagram says... Astronomy is in his handle. Yes, it is. I love that. You like that? People loving the universe, and they can't help not tell people. they got to let people know. So he says, what was it like for the command module pilots when they went around the backside of the moon? And why did the Soviet N1 moon rockets all blow up? (laughs) So uh, instead of what was it like, let me just say, on the backside of the moon... What are you experiencing on the back side of the moon that you're not experiencing on the front side of the moon? All right. So first, first, as you may remember, the Apollo missions all sent three astronauts to the moon. Mm-hmm. Two of them deployed down to the surface. Right. One did not. Right. Stayed in orbit around the moon, eating their lunch, waiting for them finished driving a golf cart. Better known as the Uber driver of <laughs> Apollo. <Okay>. So <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering if I would have just snuck in and, and crammed three people into the lander. And, and you know, I, I don't know. You're going to go travel that far and just not. And have to sit in there. Hey, man, wait in the car. We'll be right out. <laughs> we'll be, we're going to walk around on the moon. We're going to walk around on the moon. Do me a favor. <laughs> Can you just keep the car running? Keep the car running. Keep the car running, buddy. We're just going to take a little stroll on the moon right, now. On the moon. Yeah. So here's the thing. When you go to the backside of the moon, you are one moon diameter away from the other two astronauts. Okay. 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 That is the record for the loneliest person ever. Oh, that's so cool because you're farther out than we're farther away from by yourself. The next closest person, right, in that moment is one moon diameter away, and that is farther than any other solo person has been. Wow. Yes. Right. Yeah, so that's just one little fact. That is the loneliest place we have ever found ourselves. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty cool little now, what makes it toy. What makes it extra lonely is when you're behind the moon. Right. Then the moon is between you and Earth. Right. And the radio signals don't penetrate through the moon. So you're, so you're also radio silent. Oh, my God. You're alone and alone. Yes, you're double alone. You're double alone. You're alone you squared. Even, right, you can't communicate with anybody either. Correct. This is why in the future when we're thinking of moon colonies yeah. and you want to inhabit the far side of the moon, the far side never faces Earth. Okay. The moon, is its rotation is what's called tidally locked. Right. Where... It's actually rotating, but at the exact rate that it takes to go around the Earth. Right. So it's always turning its one face towards you, no matter where it is. Uh-huh. Right? It's called. T- it happens. It's a very natural thing in the universe. Right. Don't think too much about it. Okay. okay? No, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. As I'm thinking. Oh my gosh! About what this. a coincidence! Is that just for us? <laughs> I do that. No, just chill. Okay. Like it's a it's a natural thing. Okay. Right? So so uh, so. W- 
when we're thinking about moon colonies, if you're going to pitch tent on the far side of the moon, you're going to still want communication channels opened up. Right. So there's a whole con separate conversation about radio transmitter repeaters that are on the edge of the moon mm -hmm. where signals can come from the backside and then work their way back over to the front side and then make its way back right, to the So you send the signal to the booster, the booster sends it over. Exactly, exactly. And so gotcha. it's, a, it's a repeater, whatever, whatever is the mechanism. Right. So, uh, so Can you no. hear me now? <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me move over here. Sorry, I'm on the back side of the moon. Let me just move over. Uh, can you hear me now? How's that? Ah, oh, Jesus, I'm roaming. I can't believe this. Roaming, I'm roaming, dude. I'm sorry, I'm on the moon. I can't talk, man. This is costing me a fortune. Okay, sorry. <laughs> can I give a like a, a weirdly perverse version of that? Go ahead. All right. So I was on a on a on a on a presidential commission okay. to study the the, the the climate of aerospace around the world relative to here on Earth. Uh -huh. Climate, I mean the, the business climate. Right. And so in one of our trips, uh, we go to China. And China has these, have they, they've got plans to go to space. All right, this is before they launched their first Taikonaut. Okay. okay? Which is what they call yeah, their, their astronauts their or Taikonauts. Yeah, their Taikonauts. And so... So there's this this underbelly of advanced technology that we're reading about and hearing about. And I always wondered, you know, is it real? Is it there? So I'm on the Great Wall of China. Sweet. And it there it is, just like the photos, going to the horizon into the mist. Right. All right. You can't there's no end in either direction you look. I do not see any technology at all. In any, there are no antennas. There's no nothing made of metal. There is just the wall. Wow. And I said, let me try something. I pull out my cell phone. Okay. It was a flip phone at the time. I call my Startac. I, I call my. It was in fact the <laughs> Motorola Startac. And I call my because it's got the of word star in it. Yeah, thank you. How did, okay. Come on. I call my mother in Westchester, New York. She said, "Oh, hi, hi, Neil. Are you home already?" That's how good the connection was. Nice. It was it was crystal clear well, you, connection. You certainly didn't have Sprint. It was one of the best <laughs> connections I've ever had in Amazing. a cell phone ever from the Great Wall of China with no visible cell phone towers. And I and at that time, you would walk past a tree in the United States and say, I'm sorry, I lost my signal. <laughs> exactly. Let me get out in the open here, away from the blades of grass. Whatever. So so that's how I knew China was gonna make whatever they want happen happen. Wow, that moment. that's pretty wild. In that moment. In that mo right, that's, that's actually a very good story and really telling because it makes sense. Right. Like you don't see anything and... It's there. Exactly. Now, why did I even say that? I was somehow related to this question. Well, no, we were, we were talking about, uh, you know, just, just the dark side and the, the actual uh, repeater and all that kind of stuff. No, 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 but the guy with, with well, the, the, the command module pilot, there was a question. What was the question? Oh, no, it's just like, uh, you, you know... Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Now I lost. See, I don't think I answered the question. I'm sorry. All right. So what is it? Oh, oh God, Jesus Christ. Where you just you just mentioned God and Jesus in the same sentence? <laughs> you must be in a really bad situation. <laughs> okay. Oh God. No, you did answer the question perfectly. What was the question? I wanted to know what it was like for that pilot. Oh, the pilot. Yeah, that's what it was like. And that's exactly what it was like. For, you know. eating, eating a sandwich, waiting. just. And by the way, I'm going to say that is the lonely existence ever. Not just because of where he is and not just because of his isolation, but because of the context of that isolation. Yes. You are yes. alone 
and your friends are walking on the moon. It's, it's triple. It's like I'm alone. I can't communicate with anybody, and I'm, I'm keeping the car warm, and they're on the moon. Damn. Yes, getting all the glory. All right. All right Chuck, we, uh, time for Cosmic Queries. Lightning round. All right, let's there do you it. Go. Let's do it. Here we go. I'm going to give soundbite answers. Okay? Soundbite answers. There you go. Okay, here we go. Um, uh, this is... Chuck, if I'm giving soundbite answers, you have to read the questions a little no. faster. Chris McManara, 97, from Instagram. What is the biggest thing the moon taught us about Earth? For me, I, I, have, a, I have my personal list of that. All right, I think... Uh, going to the moon and getting direct measurements of its mineral content and soil content. For me, the coolest thing was discovering that the moon is the product of a collision between a Mars-sized protoplanet, side-swiping Earth's crust in the early solar system, having that material that had been side-swiped gather into another cosmic body that orbits Earth that we now call the moon. The moon, for its size, should have much, much more iron in it, but it doesn't. The iron has already been sifted out. Well, how do you make that happen? Well, on Earth, the iron all went to the core. Mm -hmm. Most of the iron went to the core, so the crust has hardly any iron in it. If you're going to make a new cosmic object out of the crust, you're going to have hardly any iron in your substance. So the moon has suspiciously low iron, and it is completely consistent with this scenario. Nice! And, and people ask me, if I wanted to go back in time and see something happen, I'd want to see the collision of that Mars-sized protoplanet with Earth and watch the moon get formed. We think it would have formed within a few months. That quickly? Yes, that quickly. Wow. That quickly. That would have been a badass that, collision. A, yeah, that's a nice collision. Yeah, you got it. Okay, quick. Go. All right. Go. That was too long. I got to answer faster. Go. All right, here we go. go. At Seabass621 wants to know this. Fisherman there. <laughs> <laughs> we just love him to eat some sea bass. All right. Who do you think won, won the space race? Uh, oh, so, so I, I call it a tie oh, between really? the United States and Russia. Okay. Yeah, you know why? Why? Because they were the first to put anything in space, A. They were the first to put a living creature in space. They were the first to put a human in space. They were the first to put a a woman in space. They were the first to put a black person in space. They were the first to have a space station. They invented the rocket equation that enabled all this to happen in the first place, and we went to the moon first. There you go. So... Okay, so to me, I'm saying, you know, we didn't do any of that other stuff first, and we got to them and said, we win. <laughs> so I'm saying, give, can you give the people some credit here, please? There you Thank go. you. Next. Oh, that was a great answer, Yo. man. All Yo. right. Since the moon is loaded, I'm sorry. By the way, their black person was a Cuban. A Cuban oh, really? Cuban? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Brentrow, uh, at Brentrow, wants to know this. Since the moon is loaded with helium-3, which is useful for alternative energy, how do you think l- laws will form in retaliation to mining the moon? Ooh, assuming that nice. we're going to mine the moon. Nice. So helium, helium three is a version of helium missing one proton. Helium usually has two protons, two neutrons. That would be helium four. Take away a neutron, you get helium three. Gotcha. That's what it's called. Okay. Helium three is one of the things that is emanated from the sun in the solar wind, and it comes through space. It gets lodged in the surface of the moon, and it sits there. And there are whole books given unto mining. Quite simply, scooping up the topsoil of the moon, collecting this helium-3, and using it for nuclear fusion reactors. So there's a whole plan that people have for this. And there's been some rebuttals. Will it really recoup the cost? Whatever. So, um, But helium-3, yeah, we need laws going into the future. Who owns the moon? Who owns asteroids? Who owns the mining rights? Do they have to be shared? Who paid for it? There are some laws related to this, but for me, it's 
still undiscovered territory. And this is why the, the future in space is not just about astronauts, scientists, and engineers. There's the rest of what life is. Right. The lawyers, the artists, the politics, all of this has to come together if we are going to turn what is sitting there above our head that we call space into our backyard. Wow. There you have it. Chuck. Yes, man. We got to call it a wrap right there. All right. You've been, you have been, you've been listening to and possibly even watching Star Talk. I've been your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist, Chuck Nice. Yes, sir. Dude. Thank you, brother. Always good. Thanks for coming through, helping me get through this. Cosmic queries. And as always, I bid you to keep looking up. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.